Across the Pod NFL podcast. We are here for our penultimate regular season preview of the season, and it's the turn of week 17. And with me, I've got a first-time guest on the podcast, a part of a well-known podcast, a well-known Twitter page called Bailey Sports. I've got with me Zach from Bailey Sports. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. On vacation. It's nice and warm out. Uh, just, just happy to be here. Great stuff. And of course, we had... We had Trev on uh, back in week seven, um, and he did give us a prediction. I only got six right, so you've only got six. <laughs> if you want to beat Trev, <laughs> so you've got. A good Are you feeling confident you could beat Trev? I'm feeling very confident I could beat Trevor. Yeah, I've been, I mean, beating, I've been beating him my whole life, so I, <laughs> I feel pretty good about beating him in this. Oh, he told me off camera that you're beating him in the pit in the pickem. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think I got confident, even though you know, I'll give Trev some credit. It was there was bye weeks, there was by teams and bye weeks, but even so, uh, I think if you're winning that that prediction league, then um, then I think you've got a good chance of doing it this week. Um, and of course, going into our previous predictions, called last week we had Chris Milner on from National Vintage League and Channel Five NFL Endzone. Um, he got eight correct scores, whereas I did get 10. So as it stands, the leaderboard was just one week left of doing this. Um, Paul Hope, myself and Charlie all lead the way with 12 correct scores. Uh, mine came in week 15, as did Charlie's. And Paul Hope's came all the way back in week four, whereas bottom of the league still stands with Sam Moores, who still remains bottom with just two correct scores from his week six prediction. Um as ever, we go for every every game in, in detail, and we like to review some games in more detail than others. But as your first time guest on the podcast, Zach, we will ask you a question about. Uh, obviously, for those who don't, who don't listen to your podcast, tell them who is your NFL team and why. So uh, I knew this this was coming. So I've 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 prepared a wardrobe change. So uh, just give me okay. a moment. Right, it's um exciting <laughs> stuff. Aha, see ya. Jacksonville Jaguars are my team. And uh, are you a fan of Game of Thrones? No, I tried the first two episodes and I just didn't really get into it. Okay, well, for those of you listening to the podcast that are Game of Thrones, Trevor Lawrence is the prince that was promised and he's bringing the dawn. So uh, I'm, I'm, a Jag- I'm a Jaguars fan and uh, we're, we're, I'm pretty pretty happy where we're at right now. Yeah, it's it's again we saw the same thing as the Bengals last year, and we've seen it with many teams in NFL history where you know you saw sort of in other and maybe other sports like Premier League, for example, you've got the same team and you could be in the bottom two leagues for 20, 30 years. Whereas you know the beauty of the NFL is that you know the Bengals said last year where you could be bottom of the bottom, you could be the worst team in the league by some distance, like the Jets, yeah. like the Bengals were. And then it takes you right front office moves and you can really move up. And I think last Absolutely. Year, I don't think the Jags will make the same run the Bengals did, but I think certainly winning the division is certainly is a um, step oh, yeah. in direction. And Trevor I Lawrence... mean, we, we finished last in the NFL past two years in a row. I mean, us to be even in the playoff race is huge. Mm. So I'm 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 super excited. Yeah, and of course, um week eighteen's coming up and no matter what happens week seventeen, it will be of course yourselves against the Tennessee Titans in I mean, you got if you look at that, plus you look at, it could be Dolphins Jets for the last place in the AFC, could yep. be 
the Buccaneers, Saints, and Panthers all fighting for that last NFC staff NFC South Division crowns. I think we yep. could accept one of the all-time classic final days of the season or final weekends of the season. Oh yeah, for sure. It's gonna be the last two weeks of the year are gonna determine a lot when it mm. comes to the playoffs and. And it's typically not this crowded at the at the playoff edge. Like there's three or four teams typically that have a chance, but I mean, we got like six, seven, eight teams that have a legit ch- shot at making the playoffs if everything goes right for them. Yeah, I agree. And that's actually I mentioned it in the previous podcast, but my birthday is actually on that Saturday, on the seventh. So um, I'm hoping we can avoid. I want to have some sort of. I don't want to have my birthday ruined. So hopefully we'll play on the Sunday, but. Um, yeah, it should be a great way to spend my birthday watching NFL football at City of yeah. over in over in Newcastle. So um so yeah, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm hoping that, you know, when it comes to our game, we'd already wrapped it up this week, depending on results. Um now this podcast may well be released after the Thursday game, so we'll quickly just go through that very briefly. Uh Cowboys Titans. I'm gonna go for the Cowboys. I think this is quite a simple one because from what I've seen, they're gonna rest a lot of players in Tennessee ahead of that final week. Derrick Henry is in my fantasy team and he's a doubt. So I think without yeah. him and no one knows what's going on in the quarterback position, I think the Cowboys still got a sorry, small chance of winning that division themselves, the NFC. So I think, yeah. I think the Cowboys, it's almost a lock at this point to beat the Titans with their form as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Cowboys are just, uh, I think they're a better team regardless of who Tennessee has on the field. So even if they have Henry, if they get Ryan Tannehill back, which they're not going to do. He's he's down for the rest of the year. Um, but uh, even if they have Henry back, I, I just think that Dallas defense is too good. Um, the offense for Tennessee under Malik Willis has not been great. He's a rookie, so, you know, you got to give him a little bit of slack. But, uh, but with Malik Willis at quarterback, I don't think they're going to win many games this year. He's a project quarterback coming out of Liberty University. So, I mean, it's just what you'd expect out of a project quarterback who – you know, didn't get his first start in the NFL until like week eight or nine when Ryan Tannehill had to miss a game. So, I mean, I I think that I, I I'm not out on Malik Willis as a prospect yet, but I I do think uh I think that uh, he's got a long way to go if he wants to be a, a a premier NFL talent. Yeah, and do you think as well the fact that you know it sort of was half expected when the season began, but do you think Titans are even more now regretting? that trade for AJ Brown because you've seen what he's done with the Eagles. You've really seen that Traylon Burks has shown some flashes, but not an awful lot. Yeah. Do you think this now shows them that, you know, you've seen how if you stop Derrick Henry, you stop the Titans without, especially without that, you know, Robert, without that um, sort of main receiving threat like AJ Brown. So do you think they're really regretting that, that trade now? Um, I don't think they regret trading away AJ Brown, but they just didn't. I don't, I think the front office messed up by not really doing a good job replacing him like he's a he's a top receiver in the nfl i get that you're gonna get a a decent wide receiver in the draft but you also need that experienced guy to come in i mean we see the same thing with the green bay packers getting rid of Devontae and not bringing anyone in to replace him Um, when you have a guy that's been there and done that in the nfl and you don't replace him with at least a guy with a little bit of experience and you go for a rookie um even with as good as uh, christian watson has looked the last few weeks without that production at the start of the year, you end up falling too far behind. And right now green Bay has to win out and they need some help in order to, to make the playoffs and, and same kind of deal with Tennessee Titans. They got to win one of these last two games uh, or they're done. Certainly, certainly Nicole. I'm um, doing obviously anyone who plays DraftKings knows there's a, a free competition for the, this game today. It's a 
$10,000 potential winnings. They're calling it the end of year celebration series. And I've actually picked all but one of my players I've picked have all been um, Cowboys players because um, <laughs> you just can't, you don't know who's going to play for the Titans, but also yeah. you, you wouldn't, against that, especially how good that Cowboys defense is. I just don't yeah. think you can particularly trust the Titans at the moment against the Cowboys who will be, despite playing against a backup, they'll be in quite good mood after beating the Eagles. Um, yeah. Moving on to Sunday, um, quick predictions. Um, Cardinals Falcons. I'm going to give it to the Cardinals. I think this is a game I don't think anyone in the right mind would want to watch, but I think so- someone has to win that game, and I think the Cardinals are going to win. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. Uh, Desmond Ritter, another rookie quarterback that might develop into somebody, but he hasn't shown anything yet this year. Um, the the Falcons have effectively played themselves out of the chance to win that division, even when mid-season they were looking like they had a shot uh but uh, the Cardinals aren't really playing for anything anything either and typically when you look for these late season games you're looking for okay who's playing for something and neither of these teams are really playing for anything so I'm gonna go Cardinals because I think their team is better overall uh and uh they're they're probably gonna they're probably gonna take it home I have to apologize did you say the Cowboys the first game yes yeah fantastic um next up is the Lions hosting the Bears um one of my shock predictions of the week, I would say, going to give it to the Bears. Um, I think it's often the case this time of year where, you know, a team's got nothing to play for. You, you know, it's hard to tell because now they're, you know, with the Houston Texans winning last week, they've still got a chance at number one overall pick. But I just think that the Lions' performance against Panthers did worry me a little bit last week. Um, yeah. And I think that, it is classic Lions to fall apart. I mean, they weren't meant to make the playoffs, and I think it would just be classic Detroit to lose this game. So I'm going to give classic the Detroit. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to disagree with you. I think I think despite you're right, the the Carolina game should worry every Detroit Lions fan because that was the worst defensive performance I might have ever seen on an NFL field. <laughs> it was bad. Um, they couldn't stop Carolina, and it's not like Carolina is a great offense. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Justin Fields, if you have him in your fantasy championship, that's not a bad play um, because he's going to go for a lot of rushing yards and probably a lot of passing yards and a few touchdowns. Detroit's defense is just that bad. Um, on the other hand, you look at the offensive side of the ball and they outperformed every prediction that you could have made for them coming into the year. Uh, Jared Goff has played like a quarterback that I didn't think he was. I thought he was helped out a lot by his roster in Los Angeles. And he's played, uh, he played, he's played better than Stafford this year. He played a lot better than Stafford this year. Um, Up to the point where he's probably statistically a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. So uh, when you look at that, I I think that, like you said, Chicago with a, with a win by uh, Houston last week, they have a chance at that number one overall pick. Um, they definitely need the help. So I'm going to say I'm not, I hate to say teams are tanking, but I think the Chicago bears for the health of their organization, they should tank. They've got, there's some great prospects coming up in this year's draft. Um, get as many good ones as you can. So I'm going to take a uh, Detroit who's still in the, in the hunt for the playoffs. They're, they're trying to hang on and win a, one of the, one of those last spots. So, yeah, I mean, I think certainly Fields or David Montgomery get him in because the Lions, they yeah. may have fourth best um, yards per game offensive wise. They are the they have the fifth worst uh, run run defense this year. And also, of course, last week I can't think what the amount were now, but the Panthers just just yeah. absolutely 
ran. They were active. Ran. I can't think what it was. A lot of yards. And it was. I won't say it was something like two hundred and fifty, three hundred yards. But I could be completely wrong. But it was. I'm gonna double check that now. So the Lions, and it was a lot, a lot of yards. And I know that's the worry since that run defense really got exposed. Um, I know. Trevor Hubbard had a great day. Um, so Dante Foreman had 165 yards. Let me get the actual proper stats up here. So, so Dante Foreman had 165, Chubba Hubbard 125. Uh, Sam Darnold had a touchdown run. Three for 250 yards. yards. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's an obscene amount. That's I've not seen too many times in my in my time, my five, six, seven years properly watching the NFL. That that much of a, a running game on someone, but um, yeah, I you know for many reasons, not only just not only did I predict the Lions to make the playoffs, that's one of the reasons. But I think most NFL fans who aren't NFC North fans will want the Lions to make it. So I'm hoping that they can go and do the business. Um, yeah. Jacks Texans. It's obviously this involves your team. Texans yeah. may have won, um, but the Jags also did get a win. Um, so how are you feeling ahead of this game? Is it? A simple one for you, or do you think the Texans can <clears throat> cause you some problems? Well, I think the Texans are a better team than their record suggests. I mean, if you look at their the way that they've played, they play up to whatever team they're playing to. Like you saw them against the Chiefs. You, you've seen them many times this year compete with really, really good teams. Um, even though they're 2-12-1, and one, I mean, they, they, they lost about five one-score games this season. So it's not like that they're not competitive. So... I don't want Jags fans to think that I'm uh, down talking to Jags. When I say this, I think this will be a close game, but I think Jags are hotter right now coming into this game. I think we're off the back of four straight wins. Um, and uh, we're, we're cruising beating the, we beat, uh, we beat Dallas. You know, we've had a couple big wins the past couple weeks, um, but I'm, I'm going to take the Jags um, Texans. I think they, they need that number one overall pick as well, just like the Bears did, or do. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm taking the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I'm the same as you. And I think this is a... Well, obviously, there's always a situation that's coming up where teams could trade up and trade down. But I think mm-hmm. looking at the current draft pitch, I mean, the Bears still need a quarterback. The Lions will be in the top seven. They will need one, and they want one for the future. Um, yeah. There's a lot of teams who are in that top five, top six market that don't actually need a quarterback. I mean, yeah. I'm gonna get again. I'm gonna get the uh, draft order up as it stands. So current 2023 NFL draft as it stands. So number one is obviously Houston. Number two is Chicago. Number three is Seattle. I don't think that they'll be fine with Geno Smith. Arizona yeah. fourth, Kyler Murray. They'll be fine. Then you got the Indianapolis and the Colts. I think yeah, they might want to call back. But I think certainly <laughs> um, number two, number three, number four, especially. I think there's a real space there for, for teams to really for them to trade down because yeah fields gina smith and Kyler murray i don't think are going to get replaced gina smith you never know but i think certainly Kyler murray and um justin fields are not going to get moved away anytime unless i don't know cliff kingsby gets fired a new head coach comes in they just don't like Kyler murray at all i just don't think they're gonna um it's a one year where you can solve you can you can tank and you can sort of win games and not tank as much and still get them one because obviously Texans could win, you know, could win three or four games, but it won't matter because they'll still get a call back at two anyway. Yeah. Um, I mean the, the Texans, uh, and a lot of people are not going to like this take, but I, I think that, uh, the Texans more than anything 
They need they have they have a lot of other needs before the quarterback position. Now I'm not saying Davis Mills is great because he's not, but I think Davis Mills is okay. And with you have a good team and an okay quarterback, you can win games. You can make the playoffs. We've seen it many many times in the NFL. Um, Giants are currently doing that right now with Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is not a great quarterback, but he's okay. And I think Davis Mills can be like a Daniel Jones type guy and just play okay, but he needs a team around him to do that. Um, if they do go quarterback, uh, it's because Davis Mills was a fourth round pick. Uh, it's not because he's not good enough. Um, but I mean, we'll see. I, I, I think that they have a lot of other pieces they need to fix on that team before they, before they worry about quarterback. O-line's not very good. Um, let me, let me real quick. I want to look up some stats, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's also the people that are talking about, obviously, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, but I think another player defensively is is um, Will Anderson, who everyone, the edge rush that everyone's been talking about a lot. And I think they're saying if he doesn't go first or second, he's, he, he'll, be, he'll be in the top two or three regardless, whether it's yeah. number two or number one or number three. And I think he, yeah, I think that seems to be the consensus at the moment. So, yeah, they've allowed 35 sacks this year, which is not great. Um. Davis Mills, I mean, obviously not a great quarterback, but he's not terrible. Um, I think he just needs more time to throw. Uh, their sack percentage is super high with all three quarterbacks, Kyle Allen, Jeff Driscoll, and Davis Mills. 6.7% sack percentage for Mills and Driscoll, and then a 6% sack percentage for Kyle Allen. It's just not not great. It's, just, it's not great. No. So. I mean, I'm not gotta... sure they've ever really had a good O line. I mean, David Carr was a victim of that in the when he when he played for the Texans. Yeah. I mean, um, obviously Deshaun Watson was a victim of that a lot of time with the Texans, which is why they went out and got Lambie Tunsil. And now it's the same problem again for them. So I think they're just a team that I've necessarily never seen in my lifetime a team ever really have a good a good O line. And I think Yeah. It's just it's just crazy. But um it's like, you know, I've never seen the Dolphins really, apart from Jay Jai in the last 10 years, have a good run game. And I think um, may- maybe it's changing now, I don't know. But um, certainly, it's been a, for years and years, it's always been the same issue. It's that, you know, we can't we can't run the ball and can't stop the run in, in recent times. But um, yeah. Yeah, for Texans, they just have always been a, a problem theme when it comes to protecting their quarterback. Um, other games going on, um, Broncos, Chiefs. Um, Chiefs, for me, easy. I mean, Brett yeah. Ripien, I think, will still be playing. Or Russell Wilson, uh, whoever plays at quarterback, I don't think it really matters. No. Nope. <laughs> they're chasing that number one overall seed, and it's um, yeah, way way too much. So, yeah, Jags and Chiefs. Um, and yourself? Uh, yeah, it's going to be the Chiefs. It's, it's, uh, it's not going to be that close of a game. Broncos are terrible. And I, uh, that was one of the predictions I had going into this year. I don't, as I said, the Broncos are not going to be that much improved by Russell Wilson. And uh, that was one of my uh, best predictions <laughs> from preseason. <laughs> well, God, I wasn't the only person that didn't have them making the playoffs. Um, next up is Dolphins traveling to Patriots. Now, uh, it's, I, I don't know what to say. It's been a terrible, really terrible four weeks. I mean, when, when, I, when I was, you know, when I was in Dallas, Getting prepared to watch 49ers Dolphins on Red Zone. I, I was, you know, I was so excited. I was thinking this will be the game that we made the playoffs. And then it's it's just been an almighty collapse since. But yeah. 
nevertheless, if we win this game and the Jets do lose the Seahawks, um, then I, we, 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 I think we pretty much, if not definitely, make the playoffs. Um, I think it takes a miracle for us not to make it if we if those two results don't happen. Um, so yeah, I think well actually we'll, we'll do both at the same time. So the Jets do play the Seahawks as well in uh, Lumen Field in Seattle. Um, I think in terms of the Dolphins Patriots, I think for me I'm going to give it a Miami win and I'm going to give it a Jets win. I think if the Jets were still playing Zach Wilson, I have it a Seahawks win. But the fact that Mike White is back, he'll give them yeah. a boost they need because um, the game they had last week against the Jaguars, for a lot of the game, they were in it. It was just their core back yeah. trying to let them down. Their defense was doing really well, as it has done all season. So I think yeah. the Seahawks are a team also fighting. I, I can see them putting up a fight. Uh, but I just think I'm going to give the edge to Jets and I'm going to give the edge to ourselves because even though we've had a terrible run of recent performance, our defense is really showing no signs of improvement in recent weeks, particularly in the past game. Um and they also you know two is not playing as well. I just think that Patriots offense stinks that bad. I think that will I think we'll win a very low scoring, maybe like a I don't know, a thirteen to seven win or something. I don't think it'll be a high scoring game because I don't trust I don't trust Teddy Bridgewater or Mac Jones. I certainly don't trust yeah. Mac So yeah, I'm gonna give it Miami. I'm gonna give it to the Jets. Um, how are you feeling about these two games coming up? So these two games are gonna be pretty close. Um, Mike White is a uh, is big. Uh, uh, we like Mike White on the Beerly Football Podcast. So, um, but at the same time, I think Gino, I, I he's played so great this year. I mean, I know he's kind of come down recent weeks, but he's played so good this year. And the Seahawks in a position to potentially make the playoffs. Um. I think I'm going to give it to the Seahawks and it's not because I don't think Mike White's a good quarterback. I do think he's a good quarterback and I think he should be the starter moving forward uh, into the future for the Jets. I think Zach Wilson is, is done in New York. Um, If he does find another spot, you know, all the best to him, but I think he's done in New York. Um, The Jets, the Jets team, they're, they're exact. They're, they're like a, They're like the the most confusing team ever because I think that they can play with anybody, but I, I don't think that they can go very far right now. Uh, their defense is really good, uh, but I mean, that offense just it's week to week on whether or not they're going to put up numbers or not. Um, and a lot of that has to do with the injuries at the quarterback position. Mike White, obviously, is the better best quarterback in New York right now or in, at the New York Jets. Let me not, not get too crazy, but uh uh, I'm I'm going I'm going to go Seattle, and then uh, in the Miami Dolphins uh, traveling to New England taking on the Patriots. Um, I think this is a worst case scenario for Miami, uh, because you have an offense that's not very good with New England, and you have a defense that's not very good in Miami. You're missing Tua, um, and for those reasons, I'm going to take the Patriots. And it hurts me to say that because I'm not a Patriots fan, but. Uh, in fact, I really don't like the Patriots, <laughs> but uh, I'm, I think New England's going to win this game. Um, I'm not taking Miami out of the playoffs yet because I have the Jets losing as well, but they're going to be tied and they're going to be down in the head-to-head to New England for the time being. So um, I'm, I, I, I think the Dolphins aren't out of the playoffs yet, but I'm taking the Patriots. Okay, that's mean. It's um, It would certainly, for neutrals, make it a great last game if you've got three teams 
all on eight eight and seven records. I mean, it would be, it would be, I I don't know what day they put it on, but I think they'll certainly focus around that because that is just yeah a scenario that I think most NFL fans, except for you know Jets, Patriots, and Dolphins fans, would be <laughs> enjoy. So it's it's um I mean again it's going back to my first point. I don't want that to ruin my birthday. I want to get this week done. I want to get the playoffs secured by beating. <laughs> Gets losing and I can relax, but oh, it's um. I don't think I. I, I think I don't think I, I could properly relax if it's on a Saturday night or Sunday. I don't think I could properly relax on that Saturday. So I think for for the sake of my birthday weekend being a good one, I want that 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 playoff to be secure. But yeah, not recently. I I don't think that's going to happen. Um, other games: Colts, Giants. I think the Giants are going to win. I think the Colts have been a real disappointment this year. I was really yep. hard on them really high on Matt Ryan and yeah they've just not been at all the team that myself and many others thought they were going to be and the Giants are they round I thought they were going to stink up the joint yeah well the first seven weeks they were amazing they've been a bit stale recently but they've you know, managed to get a win against the commanders so yeah I'm going to give the Giants a win yeah um Colts uh Matt Ryan was my most uh my preseason most overrated player in the NFL or in the AFC South. And uh, that turned out to be hundred percent accurate. <laughs> and the giants, the giants were my big surprise. I, when I was going through their schedule preseason, I had them winning one game this year. Cause I just didn't believe in Daniel Jones. They're with a new head coach um, in a tough division with the Eagles and the Cowboys and Washington who had started to turn it around the last couple of years. Uh, so I just didn't think that the New York Giants had a shot at doing anything this year. I thought they'd be taking a first overall pick and they'd be taking a quarterback, but, uh, they turn it around quite, quite nicely. Uh, and so I, I have the Giants taking this one down. I don't think Indianapolis does anything, um, does anything really all that well. So I think that the Giants are, they got a pretty good defense and an offense that can put up points. Um, although consistent inconsistently, um, so I'm, I'm going with the Giants as well. And then next up is the New Orleans Saints traveling to the Eagles. I'm going for the Eagles on this one. I mean, if you can score 30-odd points against one of the best defenses in the league with a backup, I think you're absolutely fine. And I think the Saints have been incredibly inconsistent. You yeah. never know who's going to turn up. So going to give it to the Eagles. Even though the Saints have probably got more to play for, I think the Eagles will want to lock up that number one number one. Yeah. And um, I think they, they, if obviously they win and the Vikings lose to Green Bay, that'll secure their number one spot in the NFC in the playoff bye. So, yeah, going to give it to the Eagles. Yeah, I'm going to go Eagles as well. As much as I don't want the, the Bucks to win that division, I just don't see a way that uh, Eagles find – I mean, they'd have to put, like, a, a kicker back there at quarterback for that team not to beat the, the Saints. And I don't think they're going to do that. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, imagine that. You put um... – I think who even who the kicker is now for um the Eagles. Um, oh, I can't remember either. But I can just picture let's say on a imagine like Tyler Bass for the Bills or something that'll be Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think they'll they'll smash this game easily. Um yeah. talking of that division, the NFC South, the Buccaneers traveling to the Panthers. Sorry, hosting the Panthers. Um I think the Buccaneers win. I think that again, I can never really bet against Tom Brady, um, despite his real struggles this year. And I think the Panthers, I I don't think you can really... A bit like the Saints, you know, we know who's going to turn up each week. So you can... No one thought they'd beat the Lions like they did. So I'm going to give it to the Buccaneers just because I think they're, they've got the potential of hitting form at the right time. So yeah, going to give it to Tampa Bay. How about you? 
Um, right now, I'm taking the Panthers. And it's hey. really just because the Panthers are playing like they want to make the playoffs. Uh, to go in and beat the Giant, uh, the Lions last week the way that they did. Now, I know the Lions defense isn't very good. Neither is the Bucks defense, so they've had a really down year uh, for Bucks in, in terms of defense. Panthers are playing like they want to win the division. Tampa Bay is simply not. They're barely squeaking by in games that they are winning when they win, which isn't very often. I mean, when Trace McSorley takes you to overtime, for the Cardinals, like you're not playing to win a division. You're playing. It's almost like they're tanking. It's it's they're trying to lose games and they just can't seem to figure out a way to lose enough to lose the division. So third play and then commanders uh, commanders hosting the Browns and the Raiders hosting the Niners. I'm going to give it to the Niners and the Browns. Um, then the Niners, I think the Niners is pretty obvious. The Raiders are rubbish. And the Niners are one of the best teams in the whole NFL. So, yeah, Browns and Niners for me. Um, how about yourself? Well, uh, first off, I just want to say Jarrett Stidham is not going to win an NFL game. Uh, so the Raiders are toast. <laughs> and I couldn't believe, uh, I, couldn't believe I, 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 didn't, I don't know whether they said why they benched Carr. Because I don't think he's been that bad enough to be to be benched. I, I mean, I'm, he's he's thrown he's thrown the most interception in the NFL this year. But I mean their play calling has been terrible. I mean, they don't look, they don't, they look terrible. I mean, they have, I think a, a top three running back in the NFL right now with Josh Jacobs, and they can't find a way to get Derek Carr to throw the ball. This has been his worst season in a very long time this year. And he's got Devonte Adams. I, I, it just doesn't make sense. I, it's got to come down to play calling because Derek Carr is a better quarterback than he has played this year. I mean, we've seen, it's not like we don't have a body of work to look at and he's not like super old. So uh, to me, it's got to be on the play calling. They have a pretty decent team in Las Vegas, but something's going on there. And, and I don't think Derek Carr is going to be there next year. If they're benching him and, uh, right now, I, I just don't think Derek Carr is going to be there. And he left the team this, this, this week after being, after being told he would be benched the last two weeks of the year. So he's not even practicing. Um, but uh, for the Browns and the Commanders, uh, Carson Wentz back in control. Commander Carson. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Carson Wentz and the Washington Commanders. Uh, I, I've always been a fan of Carson Wentz. Um, he, when he was in Philly, I was a fan when he was in Indianapolis. I thought that Matt Ryan would be a downgrade. Turns out I was right. Um, but I'm going to go with the Commanders over the Browns. D- Deshaun Watson just does not look very good. Um, he He looks... He looks like uh, Trey Lance did for San Francisco, <laughs> <laughs> which is I mean, not great when you pay a guy that much money and he looks like Trey Lance. I mean, there's not many things I like to see more than Deshaun Watson doing bad. I think a lot of people will say the same thing. Yeah. And I, I actually had forgotten that how bad he was against Steve. I'm looking at his stats now. He had one touchdown, three picks. Yeah. In his last three games, he's had two, two to three games where he's shown more picks and touchdowns. Yep. Um, and yeah, I literally, my mind had gone past me that actually he had been that bad and looking at these stats. I, mean, I haven't watched Raiders enough really to have a true opinion, but um, yeah, looking at these stats, it's not a good look for Derek Carr, I must be honest. Um, yeah. How good he was last year. Um, and then the next game we want to we look at is the Vikings traveling to Green Bay. Um, 
I like Green Bay in this one. We talked about momentum before, and I think that they won the last three games. I think that whilst Rodgers hasn't been, you know, the, the two back-to-back MVP we saw in the last two years, I think that they're, you know, a lot that a lot of time teams do hit form at the right time, and I I do think this, this is a classic example of a team that's going to hit the form at the right time and make the playoffs. And I think that the Packers for me, Christian Watson is getting better each week. I mean, it's just been a, a Incredible turnaround from last month to what it was like now. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember I was at Lambeau Field against Titans um, last month, and it seemed like the season was done. It seemed like all was all hope was lost, and then now it's just completely turned the other way. And I think they were obviously massively helped last week by the fact that the Seahawks lost, um, the can't think, the Lions lost. I want to say the the Giants lost to the Vikings, yes, and the Commanders. I can't think, but a lot of teams random lost. And I think yeah. helping now going into the final stretch. And of course, there's been that <clears throat> on Twitter, the fact that Rogers last through this many interceptions a year, they won it all. So I think I think they're gonna do it. I think the Vikings, they won a division, they know the number one seed is out of reach. I think they'll have less to play for. They may I can see even resting players now, especially if yeah. this week and they don't, or the Eagles win this week and they do. Uh, I just think the Vikings have a, only got only got a small chance of winning the number one seed anyway. So I think the Packers have got so much more to play for. They're at home. Um, so they're going to give it to the Green Bay Packers. I like that pick. That's a good pick. Um, another thing to to realize is when these games are happening. If the Eagles win this week, uh, the number one seed's out of reach for Minnesota. So we might find out that they sit Cousins, Jefferson, Cook mm. after uh, right before the game starts. Because... Mm. Why would you risk hurting your best offensive weapons in a game that ultimately you've already won the division? You can't get the one seed. Ultimately, this game is pointless um, if if you don't win or if if the Eagles win um, for Vikings. And Packers have found themselves back in the playoff race somehow. Uh, they've turned it around. The defense has played well. They've been running the ball well. When you do those two things, most of the time you're going to be in contention to make a playoff spot, uh, despite you know, the other troubles that this team has. Uh, so I'm going with the Packers as well. Do you think there's that also, it's also, it's almost like double-edged sword because there's also the other risk you have. We saw with the Ravens, I think it was three years ago when they had that, when you, when you, when you rest players and then almost sometimes destroys rhythm. And I think sometimes whilst there's a risk of playing players get injured, I think yeah. sometimes if you don't play these players, and then they I get think, rusty. Yeah, and I think that can be a problem as well. So I don't know what the Vikings will do. And I think there's, it's sort of a very, not it's a very risk, risk, risky situation. This could really work out either way. So I think the Vikings will need to take that into consideration as well. Yeah, I'm not again because at the other day, you saw with the Raiders when Derek Carr got injured all those years ago. And you can see it now of the the Vikings played in a really pointless game like this week or next week. And, you know, they Jefferson goes down injured or Dalvin yeah. goes down injured. I think there'll be a lot of people going, oh, why why didn't we play that? And I think that probably is more of a worry than, yeah. you know, than the players being rusty. I think, so, I, so I think I can see what you mean. I think they will probably rest players, especially if the Eagles do win. But... Who knows? And we'll yeah, win. I mean, it, it's it's a tough decision when you're in a, put in a position like this because you're one of the best teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. 
but you can't be the one seed if the Eagles win. So if the Eagles win, you're not going to be the one seed. Even if you win out, you're not going to be the one seed. So ultimately, this game doesn't matter. Packers have some guys on their defense that hit pretty dang hard. If Jefferson gets hurt, I think the Vikings' chances of going very far in the playoffs are over. If Cook gets hurt, I think Madison's an okay backup, but it's not the same. Uh, if Cousins gets hurt, I mean, who uh, who's their quarterback? So, I mean, it it, it, it comes down to it, – it's a, it's a tough thing to do because you're exactly right. Players can get rusty if you rest them for too long, but not having those guys in the playoffs is, to me, even a bigger deal. Um because I mean, especially with Jefferson and Cousins, if you lose Jefferson, now your number one receiver is Adam Thielen. Your number two is KJ Osborne. You know, not to, not to, you know, you know, talk down about those guys too much because KJ Osborne's having a great year, and so is Adam Thielen. But they are not Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson might be the best wide receiver in the NFL after this year. I mean, his statistics are insane. Uh, but I mean, you look at uh, and, and you know, KJ Osborne's not a bad receiver, but he's He's a slot guy. He's not going to, he's not an outside receiver. Uh, Adam Thalen, he's two years removed from being a top, top option. So I think it really takes away cousins weapons. If you get rid of Jefferson. And then if, if cousins goes down, I don't even know who their backup is. Is it Kellen Mond? It's Nick Mullins, Nick Mullins. <laughs> so yeah, I, I just, I, I, if I was coaching the Vikings, I would, I would rest. If the Eagles win, which I think they will, um, I think they could put Gardner Minshew out and win that game because I think Gardner Minshew is actually, if not one of the best, the best backup in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, I, I would rest if I was the Vikings because I, if I lose any of those guys, I mean, my season is over, basically. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Green Bay. I, I picked them to win the play or to make the playoffs um, a couple weeks ago because they were just getting they're just getting hot. They just they just won a couple games and I was like, okay, Green Bay looks like you're coming into form. And then obviously they go and win last week. So next up is a Los Angeles Derby as the Los Angeles Rams take on the Los Angeles Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers are the home team technically, but both teams do play at the same stadium. Um now the Rams they scored 51 points, but you know, that's against a team that really has struggled all year, the Broncos. And I think the Chargers are a team, another one that's really hit form at the right time. And I really like what they're doing. But I, I, I don't know why. I just got a feeling the Rams are going to do it. I don't know why. I, I can't even. It's Chargers... Baker Mayfield. That's why. Yeah. That's why you got that feeling. It's Baker Mayfield. The, the MVP, you know, I think he, Um, I, I just, I, it's a tough one because the Chargers have won, I don't know how many games in a row now. They, Looks really good against the Colts, especially in our second half. You know, Herbert, you know, a, a favorite on the Beardy Football Podcast, especially Trevor. Um, yeah, Trevor loves Justin Herbert. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I just think, I think the Ram, I think the Rams have got nothing to play for. The Chargers have already confirmed the playoff spot. You know, they're not yeah. going to win the division. They could get fifth, but most likely sixth. I, I, I just think the Rams. I think the Rams. It, Despite all the injuries, no Donald, no Cup, no Stafford, you know, I think, I, I just think the Rams are going to do it. Okay. Well, um, I actually think this is going to be a really good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people are saying it's going to be a blowout. Rams don't stand a chance. I think this is going to be a really good game. Um, and 
preseason, I was really hoping Baker Mayfield would succeed in Carolina. Obviously, that didn't go as planned, but he's kind of found a second life here in L.A. Um, he's playing pretty well. Not not amazing, but, you know, he's playing Baker Mayfield football, which is good enough to win uh, on most occasions. The, the Chargers, I think they're going to keep it rolling, though. I'm taking the Chargers. I think that this team is finally healthy. I think it was like in week 13, their their top three wide receivers had played 13 snaps together by week 13 because they've been hurt all year. Um, as someone that drafted Keenan Allen in an early round in fantasy, that did not make me very happy. But um, I, I think that the Chargers are going to win this game, and, and I think it's just because this team's finally getting healthy. Yeah, I, I agree. And I think they are a team that is really one to watch out for come the playoffs. And if if you're listing Chargers players here, I, I'm in many leagues. But one of my leagues, I'm in the playoff final. I'm in the Super Bowl playoff in one of our leagues, and I've got Herbert Allen and Eckler in my team. So I really need them to win this game. I, I need I need a <laughs> fifty-five point, um, you know, fifty-five thirty win for the Chargers, and I need them to score just all the points. So I'm really Tutu <laughs> Atwell or Van Jefferson getting points up, I'll be very annoyed. Um, <laughs> um, I mentioned before the worst game on paper is the Cardinals Falcons, but I reckon the toughest watch is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers against Baltimore Ravens. I think mm. this will be an old school game. I, I just don't think this will be it will be a, a pretty watch. Uh, but this, I believe, it's is, it is Sunday night football as well, so I'm not sure what they were thinking. Maybe the people who who choose these games, but. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it to the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think for similar reasons, I think the Chargers have already got their playoff spot confirmed. The Ravens, I think you obviously would rather face, did he rather face the team who finishes fourth anyway? But I just think that the Pitts, the Pitts, again, it goes down to teams who've got more to play for this time of year. And I think the Steelers have got a small chance. They also, they're seven and nine right now, or yeah, wins or something. So it's They've got a small chance of making it, and I think they'll be eager to get a win today, especially if the Dolphins lose earlier on in the day, of course. Um, they yeah. can win to them, especially if the Jets lose as well. Yeah. So I think the Steelers will have to get more to play for, and they'll get the win. Uh, so it's just it's interesting because I just looked this up, uh, but uh, we actually play each other. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, that's that's quite cool. I'm just but, trying uh, to what... Um, what had to play for in this league? Is it just uh just don't you don't want to win the toilet bowl? No, <laughs> you, you 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 want to lose essentially. Yeah, you don't want to finish last. That's the only goal I have right now. It's not finishing last, but I think the championship games this week. So, yeah, I think um... anyone is in the can't think who even is in the league now, but um, can't see Trev anywhere. Trevor's not in this league now. Oh, he's not. Oh, of course, yeah, he was in a different league, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I remember watching your um YouTube stream, <laughs> your um your does it your draft you did where you picked where you picked me for your league? Like yep, that. yep, yep. As a as a as an obvious pick, obvious pick. <laughs> of course, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you are. So neither of us have a chance to win the toilet bowl, which is good. So mm-hmm. toilet bowl. Basically, everyone that doesn't make the playoffs, you play in another bracket. Um, if you lose your game, you move on. And so the team that loses every game moves on. And then the Toilet Bowl is the worst team in the league. And that's how you win that award. Uh, 
Neither of us are playing for it though, so good job to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we made it, we made it. But I, I was just confused how my team acted badly. I had Dalvin Cook, Derek Henry, Mike Evans, Aaron Jones. Um, I had other players wide. I thought my team was really good. I had you know Hassan Reddick, as Darius Smith, Levante David, Buda Baker. Yeah. I'm just I don't know how my team lost that. Derwin James as well. It's just yeah, I don't know how it happened really. So I want to look something up real quick because I know at one point I had like I was like three and seven or something like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had the third most scored points in fantasy. (laughs) Oh, my God. I've not heard of that before. That's that's insane. Uh, It was like I was like, what am I supposed to do? I'm playing good. Like I'm making the right decisions and I'm losing games by like 15 (laughs) points. It was annoying. Imagine I'd have a good that. week, and then someone would have the best week in in, in oh. of their season, and it was just like, oh, this stinks all the time. I mean, I remember it reminds me of that one season where the Chargers had the best ranked offense, the best ranked defense, and they make the playoffs. There was a, I, I want to say it was twenty ten that happened. There was a season where, you know, where they had the best offense, the best defense statistically, and didn't make it. So I just, <laughs> it just sounds like your fancy team right now. Yeah, I mean, that was basically it. I mean, I had Foyasadi Luakun from the Jaguars averaging like 15 tackles a game, putting up 30, 30 bombs on defense, yeah. and uh, couldn't couldn't find a way to win. And I had, I had a pretty good team too. Oh gosh, it's depressing. It's depressing. Uh, I was in uh, I was in one semifinal game last week, mm-hmm. um, and I lost by four points. Oh, uh, wow. one, 127 to one thirty four. <laughs> oh man. That was heartbreaking. And then uh and Josh Jacobs had six fantasy points that week. Oh god. The number three running back in fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean I I my I had one league. I had um only six points for Mark Andrews. And um Yeah. You know, I had I, I made I'll never make I won one of my leagues so I'll never make the mistake again. Um one week I got to the play the Either the semi-final or the final of the play or the wild card round, whatever it was. Yeah. And my quarterback was on a bye week. So I think I'm definitely gonna check that next time. And <laughs> when, when the bye weeks are because I think I I think I'd I'll say it was Tyler Huntley is my sort of starting quarterback because it's like eight, eighteen man leagues. So you can't even Yeah. You know, I can't think I won't say he was 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 it Tyler Huntley or was it um it was someone like a a backer that it wasn't Brock Purdy because someone took him yeah, I think it was Tyler Hulley. And then that game, he got injured. And he only got five points. <laughs> so that, that, that's my lesson to any, anyone listening who's a big fantasy player. Um, yeah. Or wants to start off in fantasy, check when your callbacks by weeks are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely do that. So, yeah, speaking of Tyler Hulley, of course. Um, yeah, how, how are you feeling about Ravens-Steelers? Um, Ravens-Steelers... Gosh, I I do not want to watch this game. Um, I used to be a Ravens fan back when they had Ray Lewis and and uh, Ed Reed because I'm a, I'm a University of Miami fan. Of obviously both those guys went there, but uh, gosh, I'm gonna say Steelers. I don't really have a good reason. I just think that they're playing better right now than the Ravens are. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I'm gonna go Ravens. I'm gonna go Ravens. I changed my mind. I'm going okay. Ravens. Man, you you may well live to regret that. Who knows? Um, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the final game is the, the headline game of the week. Monday Night yep. Football. Um, 
in, in a race for the number one seed in the AFC, Cincinnati Bengals host the Buffalo Bills. Um, yep. Looking right now at the current playoff pictures, the Bills are the number one seed in the AFC. So they currently have a 12-3 and record. As to the Chiefs in second with the same record. But then third are the Bengals with 11-4. and four. So, you know, a win here would move them level on the same amount of wins and losses as the Bills. And they'd have the um, tiebreaker as well. And then obviously the Chiefs could well steal a march. If, if the Bengals win and the Chiefs win, that will move the Bills all the way to number three. So a lot yeah. of this game. Um, and the Chiefs, the last two weeks of the year, they're not playing anybody tough. They have the Broncos and then the Raiders next week. So yeah. I if the Bills want to hang on to that one or the one spot, they got to win out. Yeah, I do. I think the Bills play the Patriots in Week 18, so I think that you would think with that team, it's a guaranteed win. Yeah, I mean, I've got this weird thing, and I got this, this complex thing where I think in the playoffs, the Patriots, the Patriots, the the Bengals beat the Chiefs, the Chiefs beat the Bills, but the Bills beat the Bengals. I got this weird complex <laughs> thing right now. It's like. So I, I, that's why I'm going for the Bills. And I think that the, I think the Chiefs may well get number one overall seed for this reason alone, because I think that, but I, I, I just, I just think that if the, if the Bills do lose, but I think the Bills will win. I think that will pretty much secure that number one seed. So, um, so yeah, I, I think personally the Bills are going to win. But again, I think this could be, I think it's going to be a great game. I think that yeah. it could well be, a real big scoring game. I I can see it being something like 43-38 or maybe a 35-30 or something. I think both teams are going to shoot it out. I think this could easily be one of the games of the season. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Bills as well. I think that it's basic. It's going to come down because we both know what these offenses could do. Everyone knows what these offenses can do. They're really, 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 really good. It's going to come down to who can make stops at the right time, who makes a third down stop in the fourth quarter, you know, uh, who makes, you know, the stop right before the half, who, who, who forces a three and out right before the half gets their team, the ball back. Um, and that's what it's going to come down to. Uh, I don't think it's going to be a crazy high scoring game. Like I'm not predicting as high as you're predicting, but I could see it being like a 31 28 field goal win. Um, but I'm picking the bills. Tyler Bass is a great kicker too, although so is Evan McPherson. So, yeah, I mean it's a great game for that as well. I mean, I think the Bills have to go a little bit because I know certainly against ourselves, um, the second day was exposed at times. Um, take it to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. I um, mean, look at the run game as well. I mean, but he most uh, if we'd actually ran the ball more, we could have we could we should have we would have won that game. So I think. There are. I think even though the stats will tell you that the Bills are, you know, they're they're one of the best teams defensively. I think there are times where that secondary, especially, got really exposed. And look, yeah, they're they're middle of the road in the league when it comes to um passing yards allowed and stuff like that. Yeah. So I, I think that's my one worry for the Bills because they have shown at times their defensive fragilities. And I think with now, especially with that Von Miller who's out for the season. I think there are concerns there for Bills fans. Yeah. I think the best way the Bengals could exploit them, whether it's through, you know, the run game of Joe Mixon or whether it's through Chase and Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins. Yeah. But, um, I just think that I, I, I got to, it could even be the case where the team who wins this game doesn't win if they meet in the playoffs. I, I think it could well be the case like that. But I think, I think the Bills, 
will just have enough. Um, actually, you know what? I'm going to change midair here. I, I, I made it. <laughs> I've just sort of talked myself into going for the Bengals. Um, I think, yeah, the, for everything I just said about the Bengals, you know, the Bills, uh, secondary being exposed and that amazing passing offense that the Bengals have. I'm going to give it to the Bengals, which I hate to say, because I've got a um, vendetta against Joe Burrow. But, um, but yeah, <laughs> I'm going to give it to the Bengals. Um, but, yeah, that is our all our predictions done. So I'm just going to recap these as well. So both went for Dallas, both went for the Cardinals. I myself went for the Chicago Bears, where Zach went for the Detroit Lions. We both went for the Jags, the Chiefs, and the Giants. I went for the Dolphins, where Zach went for the Patriots. Uh, we both went for the Eagles. I went for the Buccaneers to beat the Panthers, where Zach went for the Panthers. Uh, I went for the Cleveland Browns to beat Washington, where Zach went for the Commanders to win. Uh, we both said the 49ers, both said Green Bay. Um, Zach went for the Seahawks to beat the Jets, whereas I went for the Jets. Uh, I went for the Rams. Zach went for the Chargers in that LA matchup. And then I went for the Steelers, and Zach went for the Ravens in that AFC North matchup. And then finally... We had originally both gone for the Bills, but I changed my mind last minute and went for the Bengals. Uh, but that has been the end of our Week 17 preview. So first of all, thank you, Zach, for coming on. And we will give you a chance just to tell everyone where we can find you. All right. So uh, uh, I run a podcast called the Beerly Football Podcast. Uh, we talk about football. We drink beer. It's a great time um, if you're into that. So make sure you check us out. You can find us on any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh or we just got on amazon podcast so you could do that if you want um and then we're also on youtube just look up beerly football or beerly sports um and you'll be able to find us and you can follow me on twitter at beerly zach um i have a a predilection to telling the future when it comes to nfl football so um just uh if you want to know everything before it happens make sure you give me a follow (laughs) (laughs) i make sure you do i mean i have this obviously because I was traveling, I don't haven't quite been as podcast listening as I normally am, but I have had the time a few times to listen to your podcast, and I really enjoyed your particularly. I think it was he, it was Trev and um, I think it was was it Trev and Joey, yeah, Kerry. Not, sorry, Kerry. Sorry, um, yeah. Some argument. I think I think it was about Herbert. about Herbert, where I think Trev went absolutely crazy, saying that I think yeah, there, there was a really studying good debate involving um oh we have we have a lot of good times yeah. we have a lot of yeah. good times with podcasts it is, it is um, a good listen yeah and i i do enjoy those those arguments you have between each other it's it's good fun yeah we have a great time doing it oh i have a question what's your vendetta against joe burrow i'm just curious um <laughs> i mean i, I do apologize for this thing joe i do apologize it's just more I find I, I don't know I I I'll tie you off camera more more than on camera. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's just a personal it, it's a personal thing, but um, but yeah. Um, okay. But that has been the Across the Pod podcast. I've been your host Andy. This has been Zach, and we will see you guys next time. See ya.